This is what it is to be human. To learn and assimilate the patterns of culture, community, and environment, both conscious and unconscious, and alter them as needed, make them ours, so that the voice spontaneously emerging is our voice, interdependent with the human world in which we live. Thus we breathe life into art and art into life. Stephen Nakmanovich, The Art of Is. Welcome to Movement and Creativity Podcast, an intersection of the Feldenkrais Method, organic intelligence, authentic movement, and creative process. These first few episodes will be audio collages, weaving together snippets of interviews, quotes from Stephen Nakmanovich from his book, The Art of Is and Free Play, quotes from Moshe Feldenkrais, and the music of Danny Paul Grody. I recently had the privilege of interviewing Stephen Nakmanovich, the author of Free Play and The Art of Is, and at the end of the interview, I asked him if there was one thing he would like to leave people listening with, what would that be? And it was such a powerful moment for me, it stuck with me since. I've returned to it again and again. So I wanted to begin this episode number two with his words. Appreciate the complexity of the world mm-hmm. and don't shrink from it. Mm-hmm. And don't shrink from your interconnections with everyone around you. And the more playful you can be in understanding those interactions, even in very serious situations, uh, the more open to new creativity you'll be. Mm. Love that. The more playful, playful, playful you can be. Appreciate the complexity of the world and don't shrink from it. Don't shrink from it. And don't shrink from your interconnections with everyone around you. Understanding those interactions, even in very serious situations, the more open to new creativity you'll be. And now we'll bring Moshe Feldenkrais into the mix. So you see, the world is not simple, but... Its complexity is such, almost only equaled by the complexity in the ingenuity of our nervous system. Therefore, the complexity of the world is only met by the complexity of our nervous system. For the complexity of the world is only met by the complexity of the world is only met by the complexity of our nervous system. Here's the voice of Steve Hoskinson, the founder of Organic Intelligence. If you've been studying with with Tiffany, say in Feldenkrais, or in the way that the the whole body collaborates within itself, we, we take that kind of collaborative sense, but one that really leans on this whole notion from system science that says that our biology under the right conditions will be self organizing. Our biology under the right conditions will be self-organizing. Here's Moshe Feldenkrais again, speaking about the complexity of human action. Human action, that means existing, experiencing, whatever you want, can be verbally 
in words only, divided in four different parts, which never occur separately. Never. Not an instant. And that is thinking, sensing, feeling, and acting or moving. They are inseparable. It, there's never an instant. There's never an instant of thinking that is separate from being awake, from knowing where you are, that of sensing, feeling, acting. Action is as varied as your handwriting, and you can vary action at liberty because our nervous system is made only for that. It's feasible to learn a new way of action. You can change your action. And this is the most comfortable thought because it turns out that the action now, I can do that and I cannot do that now. I can shout and I can speak. Therefore, it can be changed here and now while I'm acting. We can't change unless we really understand what we are doing. In other words, we must understand the intention and how that intention is realized, turned into an act. If we know that very clearly, then we have infinite means. Steve Hoskinson responds to this clip of Moshe in a Feldenkrais mixtape workshop called Self-Organization Navigating Emotional Landscapes. Oh, that's, that's so super. I mean, it's really, it gives this snapshot of, of this brilliant perspective, just how deeply he understands. You know, he's saying you can't change unless we understand the intention, uh, how everything is connected. I mean, he's, you know, in, uh, in organic intelligence, what, uh, what we're really talking about very similarly is, uh, or perhaps even exactly the same, is this systems understanding, the interaction. You know, he says, sensing, feeling, thinking, and acting, these are never separate. These are never separate. You know, if we think we are having one side, we have, we have missed the others. Uh, and so to really understand, for instance, action, to understand the intention. And, and, he, and he does this great demonstration, like I can speak really, so I know where I can make this larger. He says, what we can change, we can change your action. And, and, and really uh, what he's saying as well is, if you change your action, you're probably changing everything else as well, because everything really is interconnected. And, uh, and I am... I believe that with the work that you might be doing in Feldenkrais, you actually give physical capacity to change action and action can change everything, right? And so to have the opportunity to do something different, that's really something. Uh, and, and we speak similarly, uh, you know, organic intelligence, although it has a hands-on component, is really oriented toward creating shifts uh, or changes in states that, that happen often beneath the level of consciousness. Creating shifts uh, or changes in states that, that happen often beneath the level of consciousness. He says, if you can understand the intention, and intention then really arises out of of the biology, out of this organism, this person, 
uh, that is then this integration of all of these isoma elements. Here, Steve is referring to a framework in organic intelligence called ISOMA, which stands for image, sensation, orientation, meaning, or cognitive process, and affect, or feeling. Uh, So uh, intention then includes all of image, sensation, orientation, meaning, and affect, all that are happening all the time, and uh, we are we are operating so much more out of a biological intention than we, we might think intentional intention. We have this moment in time now where humans have unbelievable, incredible, mind-blowing behavioral freedom because we can override all of those physiological impulses. And we have. We have overridden those physiological impulses to such an extent we hardly even recognize an instinct when it comes up and steps on our toes. So, uh, so our dance has been compromised uh, quite a bit uh, by this, and we can create amazing things that are abstract and that are probably a function in a way of that dissociation and that, that ability to move out of fundamental integrative action that arises from the organism gives us great behavioral flexibility and it is reflecting probably our greater degree of disintegration or dissociation and fragmentation. So for Feldenkrais in that moment, uh, you know, he was saying, oh, I can, I have this ability to speak softly or I can he was acting within that embodied context. You know, people are yelling all the time, but it's not intentional in that way. It's arising out of some other non-conscious impulse that's happening. I think the direction, Tiffany, that that you're looking at is the process of self-direction that is in harmony with the biological intention. And the biological intention, unfortunately, by our status in civilization versus our tribal configuration, and by our status in a traumatized setting, we're a tribe of people looking for our tribe, and we have had trauma galore from our pre-imperinatal states to attachment scenarios to school and to auto accidents and bike accidents and, and everything else, our systems are directed now by biological impulses from which we are dissociated. And, and that's really where we come in, in in organic intelligence is we're really helping people understand the biological intention underneath image, sensation, orientation, meaning, and affect. Uh, and giving a, a framework for understanding the language of the biology because in order to understand the interrelationship among the, all the isoma levels, that's a complex proposition in a complex biology. And people have been looking at it from various aspects. And, and each, uh, everybody, you know, like the, the classic um, story of, of the description of the elephant by a group of, of people, uh, blind folks. It's like, oh, an elephant is like this, this big fire hose. Uh, or, oh, an elephant is like a tree trunk. Or, oh, the, an elephant is like a, a bushy, a, you know, a little fuzzy bush, if you've got the tail, right? And everybody's been coming at it from these facets. Complexity science, on the other hand, brings us perspectives 
of the entirety of the gestalt of the system framework. And, uh, and then we understand the intention of the interactions, not only of, say, the leg or the trunk or the tail, uh, not only from the single facet. Our biology, under the right conditions, that is, the, the appropriate uh, interrelationship among isoma elements, then it, the system will be self-organizing, self-reorganizing, and self-growing. It will stop being so particularly interested just in survival, which is important. We got we to land that. But then begin to grow into the growth of capacity and bandwidth. Right? And, and when we grow in bandwidth, we can handle great complexity, including, for instance, the things that are most interesting and most complex, which is relationships, right? us getting along with each other. That's the complex interaction that's super interesting and super complex. We'll loop back around to a clip from my interview with Stephen Nachmanovich. I ask him to reflect on a quote from the introduction to his book, The Art of Is, Improvising as a Way of Life. We co-create something that arises out of listening and mutual attentiveness. We discover that the nervous system is bigger than the brain, bigger than the body. Yes. Well, that is, um, I was going to say, something that I learned from my teacher, Gregory Bateson. Uh, But let's say it's something that I learned from being alive and experienced, but Gregory Bateson taught me how to say it. And he, 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 he's dead for many years now. He died in 1980, but he, um, in one of his papers in steps to an ecology of mind, he talks about the blind person with the stick. You know, we have this idea uh, especially in the social sciences uh, of the person as something that exists with a skin around it and there's an inside and there's an outside. You know, and we talk about internal experiences and social experiences and so on. So he gives the example of the blind person. So if the, if the nervous system of the blind person is dependent on the stick, and he or she is very successfully tapping their way through the city, uh, paying attention to everything around them and walking. And then the person sits down on a bench and eats a sandwich and they fold up the stick and just put it down on the bench. So when the blind person was walking is the, is the boundary of the person the skin or is it the end of the stick or is it halfway up the stick or if when the stick is folded up while the sandwich is being eaten has that disappeared you know it's all you know as as soon as you start questioning these things it becomes meaningless The, the whole idea of inside and outside becomes meaningless and you understand that your nervous system uh, is all the way outside your body and all the way inside. And uh, you're, you're perceiving through every medium that you're present in. Okay. And this is completely congruent with the Buddhist idea uh, of emptiness of inherent existence. Uh, 
and what is empty, it, obviously things are real and you're real and it all exists. Okay, but uh, if you, um, the, only, the only thing that you're empty of is an independent inherent existence bonded by the skin with an inside and an outside. You know, you're talking through a microphone and the microphone is made of metals and plastics and wires and all of those were manufactured from different places that were mined. Uh, so the lives of the miners are in that microphone. The history of the ideas of electricity and uh, telephony and uh, audio engineering are in the microphone. Uh, the lives of the people who manufactured it probably in China are in the microphone, the social relations and so forth. So the microphone or any object that you, you know, your earrings, your, your nose, you know, any, any object that's present, whether it's, you know, our physical being or a supposedly external object is full of infinitely many stories. It's full of infinitely many interconnections. The only thing it's empty of is an independent existence all by itself. Mm -hmm. And that is what you, if you imagine what you rely upon when you improvise or create, that is what you rely upon because you are um, present with a, throughout your body and mind and social relations and instruments and toys and tools, you are present with an extraordinary fund of information that's all around you. And so you just pick little tiny bits of, of course, you can only understand little tiny bits of it at any one time. So you pick those bits that you can understand and you make something of it. But there's always something there. There's always infinitely much there. If you'd like to learn more in an experiential way, check out my online series, Feldenkrais Mixtape, at movementandcreativity.com. There you can also learn about Movement and Creativity Library, a collection of over 200 Feldenkrais lessons and creative resources to help you reduce pain and stress, awaken creativity, and expand your capacity to enjoy life. My name is Tiffany Sankery. Thanks so much for listening to, to this second episode of Movement and Creativity Podcast. I'd also like to thank Danny Paul Grody, Stephen Nakmanovich, my husband Maddie Wilkinson, Steve Huskinson, and the International Feldenkrais Federation. You can find out more about Steve Huskinson at organicintelligence.org and more about Stephen Nakmanovich at freeplay.com. The audio clips of Moshe Feldenkrais were used with kind permission from the International Feldenkrais Federation Archive, all rights reserved. <laughs> <laughs>